Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Dear Teenage Girl. So right now, my friend Anna and I are doing a series about some common doubts. So let's get into it. Yay! So Amy and I literally had so much fun making this podcast, and mm-hmm. um, it gets kind of deep, but hopefully mm-hmm. y'all will enjoy it as much as we did making it. Yeah. Um, so today we're talking about a common question people ask, which is, why do bad things happen if God is real? Or more specifically, why do bad things happen to quote-unquote good people? We talked earlier about how we know God is real, so if you want to hear our answers to that, please go listen to our last episode, but we're going to dive into Uh, the why do bad things happen then yeah yeah oh my goodness that is a very good a common question that I've definitely heard people ask before and I mean I have definitely asked this um before as well is why do bad things happen to good people yeah I mean so have I Mm -hmm. but I think something important to remember is that none of us are good and I know that sentence might immediately trigger some of you to like dispute with it and be like hey like I'm good Mm -hmm. and yeah we can all do things that are good but like deep down we are sinful beings and I'm not saying we always have to give into that sinful nature because as Christians we're called to go against that and let our light shine but it's always important to recognize that none of us are actually good by ourselves yeah so true um and so I think a good verse kind of to back that up um if you're like kind of like oh I am good is Romans 3.23, and that verse says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so I know it's definitely hard to hear sometimes um, because we want to believe that we are good people or we want to see the good in everyone. And I mean, that's not a bad way to look for the good in people, but we all are sinners and um, um, we have all sinned. And whether that's telling a lie which I mean I'm pretty sure we all have told a lie I definitely have told plenty of lies in my life um (laughs) or murdering that's an extreme or committing adultery um and just even um sorry wow you're good ah okay yeah that's so true so I think a really good uh verse to quote that kind of ties in what Anna was saying is Romans 3.23. And that verse says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so I know that that verse is hard to hear because we want to believe that we are good people. Um, but we have all sinned. I've sinned, Anna has sinned, everyone out there, we have all sinned. And so in some ways we lie is either, some ways we sin is we can either just tell a, like a white lie, just a small lie, which I mean, I've told plenty in my days, or anything as extreme as like murdering or committing adultery. And so, wow, I'm so sorry. I literally oh, am totally not good. Eating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I cannot get my words across. Okay. Whew. Last time. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, I know bad things kind of suck, but good can come from them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know that's kind of hard to believe. Like, oh my goodness, how could something good come up with something bad like depression or anxiety or the death of the loved one? Um, and that is true. It's really hard to see where the good is in there. But Romans 5, 3 to 4 says, not only so... 
Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that the suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. For sure. And that shows that like bad things can actually help us become people of character. Also, I know personally, when I've gone through something difficult, later after that event happened or whatever went down, I might actually come to appreciate it because I can either, like, I've grown from it and I can relate to someone else because of it, or I actually just feel overall wiser from that situation. Yes, definitely. So, um, this is called Dear Teenage Girl, so I think a very common um, bad thing that happens with Teenage Girl is a breakup. And, I mean, breakups, they suck. And I know if you listen to our my relationship series, you're like, technically, Amy, you haven't actually broken up with someone um, because you've never actually had a boyfriend. And I know that. Um, but I've definitely had some heartbreak in my life. Um, I was a little bit of a boy crazy um, when I was younger. And so that led to a lot of heartbreaks. yeah sometimes after someone breaks up with you or maybe a friend stops talking to you you Mm -hmm. can you finally have the distance to see their true colors and realize that they weren't really a great match for you or they weren't really being uplifting to you and you know after you immediately stop talking to someone you feel their absence and you feel how empty that is and like wow I really just miss them Mm -hmm. and yeah the breakup is painful but In the end, when you look back on it and you see those negative qualities in them, you realize that God was protecting you from becoming too close or getting too far in with them and where it would have hurt you more. Yeah, yeah. And just think about it. The one um, that's in quotes, like the one for you, um, will be so, so, so much better. And maybe one day you can see how God actually provided through that. And so another example, um, I have a bit of a story time, yay. (laughs) So recently I have experienced um, some depression, a lot of anxiety, and I have been really struggling with body dysmorphia. And let me tell you, like, it sucked. Like, oh my goodness. And honestly, I didn't realize I was going through depression until I started talking with my friend from work. And we were just talking about mental health and our different friends and how we want to be there for them and help them with their mental health. And she said that um, a couple months earlier, she actually hadn't realized that she was depressed until her dad made a comment like, oh, you're so depressed. And then she was like, oh, my goodness, I am depressed. I'm actually going through depression. And so when I got home, I actually noticed that I was pushing other people in my life away Um, And so this depression and this anxiety was really affecting me. And even my body dysmorphia was ruining all my relationships with my friends, family, and especially God, because I felt like I was always comparing myself to my friends and my family. And when I didn't measure up to that, then I wanted to push them away because I'm like, you know what, you are so perfect and I'm not, I don't want anything to do with you. And then I was, I wasn't mad at God. I just didn't feel like running to him and so that night I just felt like I'd been hit by a truck um my whole family was so worried for me I was walking around the house like a zombie like bawling my eyes out um and so I mean it sucks there's nothing great about going through depression there's nothing great about going through anxiety at the time but once I actually realized I was going through those things I was able to run to God 
And I knew that I had to open my Bible. I knew that I had to pray. And I then I could see how much God has changed me since then. And I'm made new. I'm so happy that I went through that valley because now I like literally feel better than ever. I feel like, um, I don't know, I feel like dancing. Like I feel like I... I'm closer with my friends and my family because I'm not comparing myself to them as much. And I'm closer to God because I'm not running away from him. I'm opening up my Bible to spend time with him. Wow. I do think one of the devil's sneakiest ways to pull us farther from God is mental illness and things like that. Because Mm -hmm. it's just like you never think that it's going to come. But, you know, you might just be hit with a season of depression and that's really hard to deal with so that's really strong of you to get through that and to come back to God after that mm-hmm. yeah. and then you know our next point relates to that too that God won't let us be tested beyond what we can handle first Corinthians ten thirteen says no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind and God is faithful he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can endure it. God will always provide a way out of temptation. Exactly. Sometimes you will go through some heavy crap in your life. But I pray that um, just to know what we're talking about and just to know that God's got you will help you get through it. And so God won't give you anything that you can't handle. God won't give you anything um, that you can't get out of. And so it says, humble yourself before God. I mean, like, let go of the way that you think and do things on your own. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And so (laughs) I'm going to tell an analogy. Um, It's kind of gross, but I feel like it goes. So what we're kind of talking about is that God won't give you anything that you can't handle. Like, so even if you think that you can't handle anymore, then God will like help you through it. Um, if that makes sense, but there's an analogy. And so I don't know if you've ever had such a bad cold. I mean, like it's not, it doesn't even have to be the coronavirus, but just like a common cold. Right. And you just cannot breathe from your nose or at one <laughs> nostril. I remember one time I could not breathe from my one nostril. And so my mom says, okay, plug the nostril that you can breathe with and just try and find the like a little bit of air and just keep breathing in and out that little bit of air. And you will get to a point where you feel like you cannot breathe anymore. Like you feel like if you, um, if you, um, sorry you'll get to a point where you feel like you won't you can't breathe anymore and then as soon as you feel that way then your nose will like open up because your body can't let you stop breathing um and so what you'll do so then you'll get to that point where you're like oh my goodness I cannot breathe I'm gonna pass out but then that's as soon as the floodgates of your not the floodgates so like um I don't know your nose just opens up and you can breathe that might be confusing But I think that's kind of like what God works with us. And so it's not that he wants you to go through bad things, but he knows that maybe sometimes you need to go through bad things to learn. But he knows that as soon as you can't handle it anymore, he will open a door. And there will always be a door open that you can go through. 
Ew, yeah, that was kind of gross, but it was <laughs> a very good analogy. I think um, another one that you hear a lot is just the phrase that when God closes a door, he opens a window. Mm-hmm. And like when you are at that lowest of lows, when you have hit rock bottom, God won't let you be tested beyond what you can bear. He knows that you are strong enough. And so persevering through that, no matter how difficult it seems, is really important and just leaning into God. So during these trials, it's always important to remember that God will might test you, but he will never tempt you. And those are like really important differences to make. Yeah, I think that's a very big common misconception that Jesus tempts us or that bad things happen to us because of God. But James 1, 13 to 15 says, um, when we are tempted, no one should say God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after the desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin to death. Um, And so what that is saying is that God doesn't tempt us. And it's not actually God who is putting the bad things in our lives, but he might allow it so that we can grow. Yeah, for sure. So why do bad things happen to good people? The simple answer is we aren't good, but bad things happen because of sin. Yeah. And though we see bad things happening around us, we have a promise that God made a way to deliver us from sin. You've heard us share in other episodes about his promise and hope found through the repentance of sin, his one and only son. That's right, Jesus Christ. So that says that in John 3.16. It doesn't actually say those exact words, but like that's kind of like a paraphrase. But um, when bad things happen to us, just remember that there's a bigger picture and that we are his followers and that it can be used for good and to draw us closer to God. And that brings glory to God. So I hope this helps you if someone ever asks you this question or if you personally have been asking this question. And thank you guys so much for listening. Yes. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this week's podcast. And if this is your first podcast that you're listening to, if you like it, make sure that you go listen to some others that we did. We've done some on relationships, we've done some on have faith, and then right now we're actually in the middle of a series on doubt. So if this is your first one that you've listened to about the doubt, make sure you go listen to our other two episodes. So right now we're on the third one of the doubt series, so next week is going to be the last one and final one, and that's going to be Am I Saved? And I think that's a really common doubt. Am I saved? Did I do it right? Did I do the prayer right? Um, And so we're going to get into that next week. So I hope you guys are so excited. I know I am. And Anna and I will see you next week.